0: What is going on everybody, it's Jew here with another Verbal Reaction And today is December 5th Um, Just coming off a busy last two weeks My real life life of work and everything else And uh, so yeah, we're going to make a full episode recap of what I did not Or what I've seen in the last few days And uh, yeah, I mean there's really been, you know There really hasn't been really nothing that stood out besides the basic stuff. And I'm not really into politics, so I don't even gonna dress any of that crap. Uh but I am gonna address a few things that uh I've seen in the last few days. Some silly stuff. Um let's see. Uh so I'm looking at this here. Okay, okay, yeah, we're looking at it. Alright. Um First 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 and foremost, uh you can go ahead, and follow me on Acre, follow me on Spotify, all the links are down below, my YouTube channel, Talk With Jew. Um uh, what else? And that's it. That's where we start there. Uh <laughs> but anyways I'm gonna start with this story. Uh this is weird. Uh <laughs> uh Yeah, this is weird. So apparently there was a woman caught breastfeeding her hairless cat on a Delta flight. And that that was my boggling. That was my boggling. Uh, at first, I thought it was like just, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know if they actually have video of it, but I'm just going to get into the story, what what, what is said here. Uh, it says, a woman who took a Delta flight recently was... Was it kitten? Oh, ah, they try to be funny. Was it kitten around when she whipped out her breast and started feeding her hairless cat? The unidentified female flew from Syracuse, New York, to Atlanta, Georgia, where she was caught breastfeeding her feline on a plane. A flight attendant told her repeatedly to stop and put her cat back in its cage. However, the cat, ref- the woman refused. A a message was sent through the aircraft communication addressing and reporting system to alert Delta crew in Atlanta that a passenger in a seat 13 A is breastfeeding her cat and will not put the cat back in its carrier when the flight attendant requested. A photo of the message board was found on Reddit and was posted on Twitter. So here it is right here. Uh, as you can see right here, it says, required red coat meets AC. 13th A is breastfeed. Breastfeeding a cat and will not put it back in its carrier as requested. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is, uh, this is like, this is unbelievable right here. Because it's there's so, many, there's so many things disturbing about it. Not only a human being is breastfeeding a cat, but usually, if you're producing breast milk, it means that you're breastfeeding a human child or baby. More, most time, a baby. But there's some people that breastfeed their four, five, six, seven year olds. Not going to judge. Do what you do. But uh, so, are you a mother? Are you sharing, or did you somehow create, develop a breast milk somehow? I, I'm not sure how the body works. When it comes to that, on the biological standpoint of females, but I'm pretty sure most times is when you're you're uh, nursing a baby, a human baby. But having your cat breastfeed, uh, and then and then you did it in f- on an airline, in front of people. I want to see this person, just by curiosity. I just want to see him. I just want to see this person. I mean, there's some curiosity with this. Flight attendant uh, Ansley Elizabeth, who was so bored during the incident, took to TikTok on November 13th to explain more of what went down. This woman had one of those like hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket so it looked like a baby. She said her shirt was up and she was trying to get the cat to latch and she wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier and this cat screaming for its life. Elizabeth reveals in another video that security got involved. However, she's unsure of what happened to the woman and the cat once they once the jet touched down in Atlanta. The Delta employee who sent the uh, a car's message also requested that Delta's red, red coat team uh, apprehend the woman once they got to the ground. Red coats are the elite airport customer service experts Identifiable by their bright red coats, they are specially trained and handled on the stop customer issues. The airline's website also outlines its policies of women breastfeeding children. Delta fully supports a woman's rights to breastfeed on board uh, Delta and Connection aircraft and Delta facilities. Breast pumps are allowed on board at the airport and preferred. Many airports do. Offer private location rooms of space. Delta allows animals such as small dogs and cats and household birds on board domestic flights, and must be able to fit in a small ventilated pet carrier. Uh, yeah. So it is disturbing because uh, there's there's a couple things. Like I said, or, you know, there's some things that can make this very disturbing. Is because if you're if you're nursing a baby. You're sharing your breast with a cat and a baby. A human child. A human baby and a cat. There's something, there's something going on psychological going on with this woman. Uh, I understand you love your animals. Your animals should not be being breastfed by people. And how old was this cat? Because cats are not a baby. I mean, I'm just saying that is very disturbing. I mean, that is... <laughs> That, I mean, can, just imagine seeing that. Like you're you're on the flight and you just look over and you're like, the fuck. You know, just imagine that. Just just imagine. That is that is mildly disturbing to know that someone would would uh would actually engage in breastfeeding an animal with a titty. I can I semi understand maybe a gr- a baby ape, maybe, but not really, but maybe just because of the similarities. A cat or a dog, or any other little small mammal. I don't I don't think so. I I I, I don't think so. That's some something's not right with that lady. And, and, I, and I'm starting to wonder if she was actually even breastfeeding. It could have been one of those mental mindset, wishing you had a baby and you're treating your cat like it's your baby and pretending you're a part of that world of being a mom. Someone that, that is mentally suffering from some mental health issues because you are definitely pretending you're not being who you are. And if you are actually a mom, something is clearly wrong with you. So I don't know if they confirmed that there was actual milk coming out of the breast. Just the fact of pretending is disturbing the fact that you're pretending is what is disturbing i mean that is that is that is that is horrible that is horrible but uh I'm just gonna move on from that i'm gonna move on from that disturbing issue that is that is terrible that is awful man um all right so I'm just gonna move on to this one this is uh this is <laughs> the stories just keep getting funnier and funnier and weird. Uh, I'm going to move over to the Italian dentist. Okay, so before I even get to it, we're going to talk about. Uh, so, you know, a lot of countries, a lot of US, other countries are trying to mandate vaccines. Okay, fine. Uh, that's that's They're trying to mandate vaccines. You need passports. You can't travel. You can't do a lot of things. You can't go to events without proof of negative or being vaccinated. So some people go too extreme with it. Uh <laughs> there's extreme on both sides of extreme on people who's not going to get it. There's extreme on people who does get it on their opinions or what they think of other people. But this one I haven't seen nothing this extreme. This one I'm going to jump right into this. Uh we're just going to I'm just going to show you what it says. It says Italian dentist presents a fake arm for vaccine to get past. Let's get let's let's read deeper. Uh it says a dentist in Italy faces possible criminal charges after trying to receive coronavirus vaccine in a fake arm made of silicone. So this is obviously an anti-vaxxer. Um hey, do what you do. You're allowed to be an anti-vaxxer. You're allowed, I mean, to my opinion, you're allowed to not want to get vaccinated. But Let's not get ridiculous. Let's not get ridiculous. So right here it says, a dentist in Italy faces possible. We have read that part. A nurse in the northern city of uh, Biella, uh, Filippa Buia, Buya? Maybe I should read that again. Biella Filippa Bua, which is probably a city in, in Italy, said she could she could tell right away that something was off when a man presents a faulty limb. For a shot on Thursday. When I uncovered the arm. I felt skin. That was cold and gummy. I mean I can imagine. I mean come on. It was like. I I mean I can imagine. What it felt like. And the color was too light. You told. Uh, Italian newspaper. Uh, Corey Cor- Della De- De- Serra. She said. Uh, Initiate- initially. Thought that the 57-year-old man was an amputee, and had mistaken mistakenly offered the wrong arm. She lifted his shirt and saw a silicone arm. And um, I mean, I can see why you would think that. I mean, I don't know why someone would make that mistake. You know that if you're if you're an amputee, you know if you have a fake arm. You know if you have a fake leg. And nobody's stupid, but I guess you can think they made a mistake. Um. Uh, anyways. Says, I, I understood immediately that the man was trying to avoid the vaccination by using a silicone pr- a prosthetic into which he hoped that I would inject the drug otherwhere, Bill said. The nurse said that, that the man acknowledged he did not want a vaccine but to obtain a super health pass, which from Monday will be required to enter restaurants, cinemas, theaters, and other venues in Italy. He had already been suspended for work because his refusal to get vaccinated, which Italy requires for medical personnel. The nurse said the man was courteous and left the vaccination center after the failed attempt. We stopped we stopped and reflected and we understood that this wasn't just a surreal situation, but a real attempt at fraud, Bu she and others at the vaccination site turned paperwork over to superiors so they could report the case, which has been given to prosecutors. While Italy's vaccination rate is relatively high, at 85% of the currently eligible population ages 12 and over, people in the age range from 30 to 59 have proven the most resistant to vaccination, which nearly 3.5 million still not have received, it's first dosage. And that's that's between that's older people. That's thirty to fifty nine. Thirty to fifty nine. That's uh that's a, uh, that's 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 uh that's a, uh, I I mean I, I I understood I understand what he's doing. Uh, but that's a little extreme. uh the the demand the mandating man thing, I'm not with it. And I, I can understand that. I can understand that side of it. But to think that you could fool a nurse or a doctor with a silicone, with a silicone arm, a fake arm, is mind blowing. I mean, you you can't make this shit up. I mean, <laughs> like I said, there's extremes on both sides. There's extremes. There's people on this side the the pro vax people that. They, they judge people who are not vaccinated. They call them k- killers and say they're going to kill people. Because they're, they're, some of them are not even clear that you can still pass it if you get vaccinated. You got people over here that's just, there's no chance in hell they're going to get it. No chance in hell. Because some people think it's a, they're implanting some type of device in you. They're, they're, you're going to turn to a zombie. You're going to turn to a, a fly. I mean... Myself, I'm, I'm kind of like this. I believe you're allowed to have a choice. I believe it should not be mandated. I believe you're allowed to have a choice. And secondly, with me knowing that it doesn't stop the spread, it shouldn't be mandated because it doesn't stop the spread. But I'm not going to tell anybody on both sides what to do. If you want to get it, get it. If you don't want to get it, fine. I, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do because you can still get it if you get it. You can you can still get it if you don't get it. You just have more of a chance of probably being sick if you don't get it than these people. But some of these people are still getting sick. So but for you to sit here and uh uh uh, uh use a rubber arm to get a shot, that's a little extreme. That's an extremist right there. That this is an older gentleman that said what was in what, fifty seven? I'd I would probably expect this out of out of somebody younger. I'd expect this out of someone younger. You're scared to get vaccinated to the point that you want to keep your job, but it's required, and you can't go nowhere, so you decide to fake it. And, and, and it is propaganda, and it is it is a little push by the government, no matter where you live, rather if it's in Italy or the U.S., where they're kind of put put push putting you in the, put pushing you into a corner. They're pinning you into a corner where you won't better live your fucking life if you don't get shot. Oh no! You can't go to the store. No, you can't go to the restaurant. Nope, you can't go to work. Nope, you can't go to school. So basically, you're just a sit duck that won't be making no money. You won't be uh uh, uh you won't be able to go out and eat. You won't be able to go out in public. You're just miles well quarantined by your damn self. Even though all of them can still pass it to each other and still be get sick from other things. And no one thinks about the other shit. So th- that's where it becomes problematic with me when it comes to. If you're more on this side, this side, or this side, or it's being forced, anything being forced like that is problem. And I, but to 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 go to the extreme of showing up to the doctor or, or uh, what a what a fake with a fake arm. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't fool a doctor. You can't fool a nurse. They do this shit for a living. They went to college. They went to school. They went to med school. They took all the training. I'd hope most of them did. And let, if you knew somebody in there, if you knew someone in there, maybe you could have got away with it. But, no. So this guy might be facing charges. They call it fraud. Is it fraud? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it would be a fraud that he got the shot. But that doesn't make it any different if he still went to work. If, if he was the only one at his job that didn't get the shot, I think he'd be perfectly fine, right? Not really to his old his old self, his old health. Probably to himself, but to everybody else, they should be good, right? So I, I it, you know. But yeah, that's a little extreme. That's that's a uh, that's some extreme shit right there. So, uh, all right. So passing along. We're just gonna move on from the fake arm, the fake arm vaccination. Um, I'm gonna look into these. Uh, we're gonna look at the sports in a minute. Drinking some some great green tea. All right, so as we know that these jobs, right? Jobs are 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 companies and businesses, they got different things going on. Some are forcing vax mandates, some are not enough employees, people are quitting, people are not getting paid a certain amount, some are overworking the holidays. There's been the last year there's been a whole bunch ever since ever since the uh, uh unemployment and people getting paid more of the unemployment to the actual work, there's been a backlash for companies, but companies have been hired like hell. And companies are back rather fully. They bid back rather fully. And it looks like, (laughs) it looks like Kellogg's. It looks like Kellogg's has run into a, uh, they ran into a problem. It says serial killers. Serial killers. Ah, I like how he worded that. Serial killers. It says how 80-hour work weeks and a cased, what is cased? I never heard that word, cased. System pushed Kellogg's workers to strike. 80-hour work weeks. Can you imagine working at a cereal company? Working 80 hours? That's a joke. That's a freaking joke. I get you have a shitload of cereal. You got to get out. You got Kellogg's flakes. You got Frosted Flakes. You have uh, mini-wheats. You have all all the other things that are connected to Kellogg's. But it's cereal. Give me a break. Give, give me a break! Every time I go to the, the cereal, the cereal aisle is probably one of the biggest aisles in the whole company. I mean, in the whole grocery store, there's so much cereal to select from, and probably about a tenth of it's from Kellogg's, and then the other ones from uh, uh, I can't, I, can't I, I, I cannot think of the other one. There's another big name, but anyways, let's let's just read. It says uh, the shelves at the at the bakery. Uh, uh, confectionery tobacco workers and grain Millers international Union local fifty are lined with boxes of Kellogg's products that the union members and their mothers, brothers, and grandfathers have packed over the past century a a fruit loops box uh why come I can't read that commemor comrade a commo the 2012 Olympics sits next to the special K plus a cereal that's for some reason comes in a milk carton. What comes in a milk cart? although? A toy truck delivers flakes. steel. What catches your eye is a box featured a impossibly cute boy slurping up his Rice Krispies. I forgot Rice Krispies Kellogg's. No one knows when exactly the box is from. Probably the early twentieth century, but it conjures a homer, homier, uh, Conjures a homeier time for the company. That's when company founder W. K. Kellogg's was asked about the profits and said, "I'll invest my money in people." That was a long time ago. Now the investments only goes to certain people, like Kellogg's CEO Steve Kalalay. Uh, he brings in nearly twelve million a year in compensation of compensation, nearly 20, 280 times the company average. I mean, of course, he's. It's always like that. We don't have to try to make it like people are like just jerks for making money. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, so let's get to the nitty gritty of the story. It says the workers, they've time traveled to William Blake's dark satanic. Bill's era of factories work where a purposely understaffed labor forced to endorse, according to union workers 72 to 84 hour work weeks not a typo first of all first of all I'd have left the company I would have left the company I, I would have left the company that's for damn sure I would have left the company because there's no fucking way I work at seventy-two to eighty-four hours in the factory. Not happening. I don't give a shit how fat that check is. Mental mindset, mental mindset. I think the most hours I work was sixty. You start going past that, you're tripping, because sixty is act it's like a week and a half. That's a that's a week and a half worth of work. You do forty, then you do another twenty. We're not we're not working doubles here. Um. Uh, That includes mandated overtime and point systems that digs you if you dare beg off to go watch your son's little league game, and I I, I can relate to that. I can I, I work for companies like that. I work for a company like that. There is a point system. There is a point system. If you call out, or if you if these if they tell you ahead of time, and they and most companies they they make it where you you do have to have a certain amount of time before they can tell you that. They can't tell you that like right before you leave, they can't say you're required to work Saturday, tomorrow, if I leave on Friday. That's impossible. But if they tell you weeks in the head, said these are the dates that you are suppo- supposed to work, they will say they're required. It's like a blackout. They call it a blackout. Like these these dates for this day, you have to be here. You have to be here. And that's the day they call it where I work. And and if you happen to call out on those days. You'll get pointed. I mean, most times, most time. I mean, any, any day you call out, you get pointed, but if you start trying to request days, they'll say, they'll say, yeah, you can, but remember, that's blackout. We got to use that against you. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of a fucked up system in a way, but <laughs> certain times, for, ser- I find it funny for cereal, but they said they're understaffed. That's not their fault. No one should be get faulted for that. Like, Y'all understaff, get your shit together. Stop making people lose their lives up here to fill in the, the the lack of manpower. But Kellogg's claims his employees only work 52 to 56 hours a week and 90% of overtime is voluntary. I claim BCTGM workers only. Okay, so they're saying 52 to 56 hours, which is, that's, that's not bad. You know, most people like 40. Most people like 40s, people like their 40s and people like to get to 40 and go home. But 52 to 56 give you a little bit of extra money, it's a little bit of overtime. They say the overtime is voluntary. So anything after 40 is overtime. So that 52 to 56 was was what? What, what voluntary? Which is a lot of companies are like that. The worst is when you work a, a 7 to 7 and they tell you to come back. At three a.m. on a short turnaround, says uh, Omaha BCTGL President Daniel Osborne, a mechanic at the plant. You work twenty to thirty days in a row. You don't know where work. Wait a, minute, wait a You don't know where work in your life ends and begins. That's unfortunate, and I've seen people have jobs where I've seen I've seen people who had a job that. They didn't even know what their schedule was. They came in every day. They didn't have a set time when they got off. They knew a time to show up, but it, they can say, all right, you, you, you're going to either get off this time or you're going to get off this time. Like So you can't even plan your – you can't even set your life. Like how, how is your week going to play out? And that's always an issue. So you work 20 to 30 days in a row, and you don't know where your work in your life ends and begins. Uh, yeah. If you work twenty or thirty days in a row, first of all, you'll never get me to work thirty days in a row. That's that's never. That's a never, ever. Twenty days in a row is, it's like working from the first to the twentieth. Um, let's see. So twenty days in a row. Let's say 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 you came in on Monday, and You'd go, you go all the way, the seventh, then fourteenth, and then you would be off on the night. Oh, hell to the dog! No. Hell to the dog! No. There's no fucking way, no way in hell. In twenty twenty one, as a potential strike loomed, Kellogg stopped hiring workers, when others retired, retired or quit. The reasoning the workers say was uh, to to fold. It meant that the company would spend less on benefits and that there would be fewer workers to man picket lines in the case of a strike. Uh wow, this is sounding ridiculous. There's been times there've been times during COVID when we were one hundred we were one hundred workers under what we should have, says Osborne, a man with close cropped blonde hair and a quiet disposition. That runs counters to the image of the Burley union leader. He is 47 and has worked for Kellogg's for 18 years, often 12 hours a day, seven days a week. What a loser, man! And I don't mean I don't mean that to diss you, but think about it. if you lived that life—12 hours a day, seven days a week. What a loser! What a loser, man! I mean, all you're doing is working and making money. That's not a life. Not a a set career life. Uh, 2015, he gave more than just his time. Osborne was looking forward to a Colorado vacation when he was called into into the heat and white noise of the factory floor to fix a high-speed engine latch, which his right hand inside, the machine bucked and broke his index finger and his wrist in half. It took five surgeries to get him back into the semblance of the whole. Oh, my God. Okay, this story is long, and (laughs) I'm not going to read it all. It's getting bad. This sounds fucked up, too. It sounds really, it sounds like a disgrace. This is, this is, this is really like, so Kellogg's going to strike. In the cases of that, if this is true, I I don't blame the one bit for going on strike. I honestly don't. I, (laughs) I don't blame the one bit for going on strike. Because I I would've I would've won those strike for myself. I would've quit. I would've found another job. Even that to take a lesser pay. I would <laughs> I would hate to take a lesser pay, but in that situation I think I would the lesser pay would be more beneficial to my mental mind state. So yes, I would've I would I would I would have got on. I would've got on. So all right, so <laughs> I mean it, these and I'm one of those people that like I get tired of people complaining and complaining about the jobs. I I I am I'm one of the people that I get they, they, oh, 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 oh would I get paid, oh, oh, oh that stuff gets old and these people are feeling entitled. A lot of people are not even workers like that. They work at these these fast food joints that they, they should get paid 17 an hour. And, you know, I, I just I get frustrated with those people. But there is I believe in companies are doing this to people. And I, I will I will accept their complaint. If these if the, if these people are working damn near eighty hours a week, then there's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. I don't give a fuck where you work at. That's a problem. I don't care if you're self employed. If you got yourself working like that, you're an idiot. And that's that's where that's <laughs> that's my take on that situation. All right, so we're gonna move. I'm I'm gonna move away from that. I'm gonna talk about sports. I'm gonna talk about sports. Okay, so, uh, well, I'm just gonna talk about college football rankings real quick because, uh, I, I love sports. You know, I gotta talk about sports. So yesterday there was uh there was a whole bunch of games that were meaningful games yesterday. The Big Ten Championship, the SEC Championship. The uh was it the the US uh the American conference championship, I believe. Whatever Cincinnati's in. And those the other ones didn't matter. The other ones didn't matter. Those are the only ones that matter. Um I keep saying of um, like anyways. I just wanna look at these rankings. I just want to look I wanna look at these rankings. Uh T- so they have they have officially announced that Cincinnati is going to be in the playoffs, which is well deserved. 13 though, won impressively. Then there was an argument about their their schedule, but what really helped them was that first of all, Notre Dame doesn't have a conference championship; they're independent. Second, or am I wrong? Are they independent? I, th- I don't think they played yesterday. Second, Oklahoma State lost. So that was a big up. And also, Alabama – see, there was a couple of things that would have kept Cincinnati out of playoffs, even if they was undefeated because because of the the, the bias and, and opinions of their schedule or who they play. Alabama they, – they Cincinnati would probably rather Alabama lose because that would have guaranteed them a spot. If not, do they need an Oklahoma State to lose? That would have guaranteed a spot. Well, they was lucky both of those teams didn't win. Alabama did win. Or Michigan, any of them teams would have lost. That would have guaranteed a spot. But Oklahoma State lost, so that kept the top four at the top four. Now, the fact that they dropped Georgia down to three, that was kind of shocking. That was a little bit shocking, a little bit. But I, I knew that. As impressive as Michigan did yesterday, they they uh they held on to the number two spot for the Big Ten, so they're gonna be I don't they, I don't know why they haven't gathered. Y'all should have known. Y'all should have known that. I mean, I'm just gonna leave it right here and pause it. Y'all should have known that uh, y'all were in what y'all won. I mean, they're not gonna put you at number one. I think they could have put them at number one. I mean, you do find it odd that Cincinnati is only undefeated, but it's their schedule. Let's see what what was it what what was their schedule? What was what was Cincinnati's schedule here? Let's see. I want to see what their schedule was. Just to just to uh, uh, let's see. How, how do we what the fuck What was their schedule, man? Oh oh I know what I gotta do. I just go just go to rankings. Just go just go here. Go here and click the name. Alright, so Cincinnati's schedule. So the first week they played uh Miami of Ohio. Trash. M U R, I don't know who that is. Trash. They play Indiana. That's fairly decent. Indiana's okay. I mean, Ah, right, this this is the one that got them. They beat Notre Dame, that was an impressive. With uh, Temple trash, UCF, they're hit or miss. Sometimes they are good. Navy, eh. Tulane, that's a hit or miss each year, but they're trash this year. Tulsa, mm. USF, South Florida, that could have been a hit or miss. Uh, Southern Southern Mississippi. Or the SMU trash, ECU trash. So really that's why. I was. <laughs> that's why because you know they uh they only had one impressive win and that was Notre Dame. And to uh, I mean that, that that was very impressive, to be honest with you. That's probably what you want to do. Because Notre Dame's actually ranked five. They're just outside the playoffs, they're right here just outside the playoffs. And uh, so when you look at a schedule like Michigan, the first week they played, Wyoming. Okay, Wyoming's trash. Okay. No, not, not Wyoming. Western Michigan, trash. Washington is good sometimes, but this year I guess they're trash. Northern Illinois is trash. Ruckert, trash. Wisconsin was good. They were ranked at the time. Nebraska, yeah, they're the Big Ten. You know, so is North, Northwestern. Big 10, Michigan State. Now, that was a flop. They lost. They probably should have won. They let Michigan State come back. But the more impressive wins was Ohio State, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa. And that let them pass. That let them pass because those teams were ranked. So that, that that's, that's why Michigan is where they are. So when you look at Alabama, see, a lot of these teams do have weak schedules. They had this tight game. Alabama had this tight game against Florida. I remember they almost lost. They had to come back and win that game. Florida started off as really good this year. Then they just fell off. Other than that, they're just like everybody else, just conference games. And they believe that they lost to Texas A&M for some reason. And as you notice, the only team that don't have a bad loss is Georgia. But since Georgia lost a head-to-head yesterday to Alabama, that gave them that gave them the uh That gave that put Alabama the number one spot. And I mean again, even Georgia's record, I mean, look at this first game. Clemson was ranked third at the time and Georgia only won ten to three. And Clemson ended up being trash this year. So it's not the best look, but other than that, when you look at the schedule, people's talking that they be Auburn, Auburn, but Auburn flopped too. They end up being trash too. They end up being like they have down a five hundred record. Kentucky started off okay, and they they end up being trash. Florida looked like they was going to be that team, they end up being trash. Like these teams were, they start off as frauds. I mean, even like Iowa for Michigan, Iowa was right too at one point, but they just. I mean they're, they're they're a decent team, but they just not. So really, when you when people talk about these teams' schedule compared to Cincinnati, nobody's schedule is that much more impressive. I would say that the SEC and the Big Ten do have a stronger schedule. Uh, yes, based off if Cincinnati played the same schedule, would they have the same wins? We don't know. We have zero. We we don't know. We we don't know. People probably think not. Now they come in here and surprise every every single body and uh they can surprise everybody. And we'll look at Notre Dame's schedule real quick. They can surprise everybody and and win. And sup- be who are they gonna play? They're gonna play uh they're gonna play they're gonna play uh who is it? Michigan? No, no. Cincinnati's gonna play Alabama. Uh Wait a minute. I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, they're going to... Since he's going to play Alabama, so, so when you look at this... Yeah, since he's going to play Alabama the first game, they're going to play Alabama. Michigan's going to play Georgia. Now, if I'm Georgia, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be... Georgia fans, I know they believe they can just walk through Michigan. I I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. That game's probably gonna be tight. And then you have this big layoff between now and all the way until January the first New Year's. Like people's people change at that time. And these teams are gonna be different at that time. That's a whole month. And <laughs> I'm not so sure, Georgia. I'm not so sure. Michigan may be the biggest surprise this year. Cincinnati and Alabama. The mind, the mind that said that Alabama is going to walk through these guys, but man, <laughs> I, I'm not, I I, I can't. I, I can't even. I want to say yes, they will. But we don't know that. After what Alabama did to Georgia, I said, it makes you think so. But you, we just don't know that. You don't know. You you just don't know. These teams, these teams will surprise you. Yeah, I'm not so sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, everybody thinks the championship game is going to be Georgia versus Alabama rematch. I'm thinking, I don't know, that Michigan team is looking, they looking all right right now. they that Michigan team is looking alright. I gotta say, Georgia, like, they have a good defense, so I'm thinking that I think Michigan comes with trickery. They come with special offensive plays. They make some big plays early. You'll have Georgia sitting on their sitting, having their sitting on their heels, trying to figure out uh oh, uh oh. But I think that game is going to be close. I think it's going to be like a 24-20 type game. I think it's going to be like whoever gets the. I want to say whoever gets the ball last. I'm serious, man. Neither one of those teams have that super high power passing game, but Michigan can run the ball, and they both both of those teams' defenses are pretty well. I'm I'm not so sure. Yeah, you know, I am not so sure. I I really ain't. Like, we're, we can we go all day and say SEC, SEC. I don't know, man. There's there's some hype. The the momentum. That that that's what I'm saying. The momentum. The momentum may change when they get to January, though. When they get to January, that momentum may shift and fall like flat. So, right now, Michigan has a good momentum. And so does Alabama. Those, two, I think, I think that might be the national championship. I would be shocked if it was Michigan versus Cincinnati. Um, oh boy, or Cincinnati versus Georgia. Like, I, 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 I want to root for Cincinnati. That would be something impressive to see. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think they may put up a fight more than what people think. I think Alabama will probably win. Like. Thirty-five to like twenty-four or something like that, maybe twenty-eight to twenty-one. It, even by one score, I, I I I just I don't see it. I don't see it. That that would be the biggest upset. That'd be more of an upset than Michigan being Georgia. I think I think Michigan and Georgia. I think they look like this. They they, Michigan and Georgia looks like this. I'm serious. When I see them play, I see, I see, I see this. I, I don't see that that far. I don't see them that far apart. I really don't. I, and I'm just saying, like everybody says, SEC. But that that year Ohio State won that beat Alabama and Oregon. Let's not sleep or do not do not start sleeping on everybody else thinking the SEC run shit. Now it could be Georgia and Alabama again. But I'm just saying, if that happens, let's not let's not act like we're surprised. People have been hating on Jim Harbaugh. People have been hating on the Big Ten. I'm, this might be it. This might be, this might be it right here. They get past Georgia. They play Alabama. That might be another good game, if they keep that same energy they have right now. Now things may change. When January come around, but if they keep that same energy they got right now, that's who I'd be worried about. I'd be worried about Michigan. Like I'm gonna be honest, everybody's always worried about Alabama. Everybody's always worried about like Georgia. I think I, I think when you're not when you're not when you're not looking, these are the people you have to worry. You have to worry. That's all I'm saying. But uh, that's where I'm going to end this at. We're going to end with end this this recap of this week with the verbal reaction, and uh, I will see you on the next week's episode.